Well, hello everybody and welcome to a special edition of We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Now, why is it special? Why is it special? That's why it's special. Because Becca is joining me on this edition of We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Ah, oh, thanks. And, um, yeah, there's only going to be a little segue. So, basically, the reason why is because, you know, I normally review something paranormal so you don't have to. Well, we both watched something paranormal. And um, Becca's also going to give her review on it, too. She doesn't know yet, but she is. Yeah, because of Halloween, I do agree to watch a scary film a year at Halloween of your choosing. But yeah. I also get veto rights. Yeah. If something looks too scary. Yes. And this didn't look too scary. and I It did it, a bit. <laughs> it did a little. I know what you mean. I when we were watching the trailer, about four seconds in, I thought, he's definitely going to choose this. And you actually stopped the trailer and were like, yes, this, don't even need to see the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, we had a list of like potentials. and Because, for example, I haven't seen The Babadook. 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 Um, Babadook. But I haven't seen the Babadook. Yeah, I didn't fancy the Babadook. Um, I don't, and I'm pretty sure I haven't watched the original Conjuring. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I might have watched it through like osmosis, do you know what I mean? So I know what goes on. But then when we were scouring through and going through Amazon and all this, this film came on. And I was like, let's watch the trailer. Yes, instantly yes. So we watched that. So basically what's going to happen is we're going to say hello like we're doing now. Hello, Becca. Hello. There you go. That proof. The cat is about, but she has just used a litter and the net's on dry because she's seen us about to talk. And now she's, she's perched on the couch like a little cutie. A little princess. And um, so all three of us are joining you today. She's about to munch or lick one of the two. I do hope she has a soup. Don't disturb her if she has a soup. As if it, I never disturb her anyway. You imply I could throw things at her when she's eating. There's a high chance you'd drop your eating, which disturbs yeah, her. Yeah, there is, yeah. There is. But anyway, um, what we're going to do is firstly going to say a big thank you to everyone who signed up over at Patreon. Now, when you sign up at Patreon, not only you support the show, but you also get two, yes, two additional shows each and every bloody week. Every week? Yeah. One's just me rambling away. And the other one is normally me and Becca discussing or trying to discuss something paranormal. But Becca won't be joining me this week um, because she's preparing to go back away. Because, you know, she's part-time here now. And uh, so, yeah, it'll just be me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I know the topic I'm going to be choosing because we're going to mention it later in the show. But right now is the segue I was talking about because we are approximately 3 minutes 23 in, that's just for my reference, tomorrow, when I pause this and sing Patreon's names. So if you've signed up to Patreon, you're about to hear a change in both audio quality and me with what can only be described as a song. Yes, and the new studio is rather echoey, hence the transgression, hence the mid-microphone thingy-majiggies, and why I'm cutting to this slot to do the song, because I can still do the song in the studio, albeit a bit echoey. Anyway, we have five wonderful new Patreons to say thank you to, and they are Jalab, or Jalab, I'm not sure, I'm going to go with Jalab, 
we have Rin, we have Daniel Wemhena, and we have Aminath Nima Mehmed. So, the guitar is well and truly out. Let's crack on. Jalab, Rin, Daniel Wemhena, Aminath Nima Mehmed. Yes, thank you to all you. Keeping the lights on in the brand new studio. I know it's echoey and I'm trying to fix that, so please bear with me while I put some curtains up. But thank you for signing up to Patreon. Ended it on a seventh and a very wobbly way out. Anyway, thank you guys. Don't forget to go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And we're back. So I hope you enjoyed your little song. So for anyone who wants to sign up to Patreon and get an hour's worth every week of additional background content for you to do what you want to. Maybe you want to build a hamster cage. Maybe you are a hamster and you just want to listen to something paranormal in the background. Head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And get your name in a song. And get your name in a song. Yeah. Why not? I was going to... It, that might have even been done by Mandolin. I don't know yet. Because mm-hmm. we were recording the night before. Um, so basically in the morning, I'm going to give me dad some breakfast. Going to come back. Going to pick a weapon of my choice. I'm undecided whether to go and get the guitar from the old office. Uh, en route to the new one or just pick the mandolin from here so you never know it's in the future well everyone else knows well they know now but I don't know right now anyway it's that time in proceedings where we like where we Nike and Adidas and other brands where we like to review something paranormal so that you don't have to so let's do that right now okay so it's time to review something paranormal so that you don't have to. But I'm not alone, as I've stated. I'm with Becca. Hello. So, on Halloween, we watched a film which is brand new. It Was was it on Shudder? Um, might have been. And it's called The Power. Now, it sounds... I think it's an awful name for a brilliant film. Um... Because to get it, you'd need to understand that it's set in the 70s London, isn't it? No, no, no. Um, wartime London. No, no, no. Was it not wartime? No. 70s. Set in the 70s, George. Earlier than the 70s. Nope. Kev, it was. Back, it wasn't. It was set in the early 70s. Was it? I thought it was earlier. No. I thought but... it was like, like, like 40s. Nope, it was set during the 70s because it was Labour were in power and there were power cuts um, due to strike action. So Labour gov- it was a Labour government and in the 70s the energy consumption be- was fucked because Labour allowed, if you like, when I say allowed, everyone's got the right to strike for working conditions or pay or whatever else. However... It's proven fact that, you know, during this period in the 70s, a lot of it went on under labour. Um, so therefore, the country had to do things like 
literally say to people, you're, you've got no electricity between 7 and 2 in the morning. You know, we're cutting it down because there are not enough people to, you know, run the power station sort of thing. Crazy. So, that's the point. That's why it's called The Power. Because the premise is, it's a young girl who's starting her nursing. That's not the power they're referring to. It is. No, it's not. Yeah, but also a power. It's not like power. the power cut. But that's what, what, like the, that's the implication too. So, also, it's a young girl who's starting a uh, midwifery training or just nursing. Just nurse, yeah. But it's like as a religious, she's a nun, basically. It's like a religious hospital. Um, and like St. Mark's or something like that. And on her first shift, she annoys Mother Superior and or the matron, the head matron. So, as punishment, because she's an arse... The matron says, your first shift is tonight and there's a power cut. So we're getting all the patients out except for those on like life support. And they're going to be took to another hospital where there's generators. But all the energy in this hospital is going to be shut down. You're spending the night in this hospital alone. Apart from a small amount of power going to like the, the machines... Yeah, for like keeping the those ventilators on. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and the babies. Yes, so there's two wards that remain open, the intensive care unit. And the, and um, the maternity. maternity unit. Yeah. So there's like three other staff on with her and a janitor sort of guy. And it's terrifying because she doesn't like the dark anyway because she was abused as a child and locked in cupboards and stuff. Um, but it's terrifying because no one likes the dark. But the dark in a hospital. I think one of the lines in it, somebody says, a place that has this much death in should never be so dark. Mm. And I was like, this is going to be boss. Yeah, that I, was the bit I said when you paused the trailer and were like, don't need to see anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. It, well, I, well, anyway, I thought the plot was good. I thought it got a little bit far-fetched towards the end. But overall, I would rate it 7.8 out of 10, which is two thumbs up, not to the sky, but to about forehead level. What was your thoughts on the film, The Power? Um, Yeah, it was good. Obviously, I, I, I'm not super into scary films, um, but it actually ended up being a, kind of a very good look into kind of a spotlight on sexual abuse. Yeah. Which was unexpected, um, but I thought it was handled quite well. Um, yeah, it was good. It was, it was very scary. Interestingly, at one point, I thought it jumped the shark. Mm. Um, but it kind Explain of. jumping the shark for those who don't understand what the term means. The term. Um, okay, kind of when. When something goes too far. So when it's. When you're watching a film on it, it kind of does what it does too much that it actually discredits itself. So the term originates from um, Happy Days, mm. which at one point, obviously, like, they kind of had the Fonzie as being this, like, super cool kind of um, guy, and that was fine, and that was always the plan, that he was cool, likeable, da da, da. Um, hey. Yeah, but at one point he was, in one of the later episodes, apparently he was water skiing and literally jumped over a shark. And people were like, now that's too much. Okay, like we right. just can't, we can't kind of 
You can't get behind you now as much. Yeah, it's like it's it's become almost a parody of yourself kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, too much. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's where the phrase comes from. That's interesting. I didn't know the etymology behind that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um. So you thought it? You've gone. I thought so. At one point, I thought it had jumped the shark. I thought, oh, this is a bit. Hang on, you know. Um. And I actually thought you were gonna turn off it at that point, not physically turn the film off, but like yeah. switch off, like in the film. And um, but then it kind of it did bring it back, and what it had done, the the then made kind of more relevant. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, there, there was parts in it where you were. It's one of those horror films, and they're not unique, sadly. And it sounds like I'm doing it a bit of a, a disservice, but you know those horror films where, like, something. I don't want to give any spoilers, so I'll just make a film up. So let's say, for example, one of those films where there's a young girl, everyone dies, and at the end of it, she's just smoking a ciggy and the police are dealing with all the mess, but she's free to walk off into the sunset. Mm. You know, as opposed to like 12 months of questioning and a court case and stuff. You know, where it's like, there's been anarchy, but you've come out. Like like Die Hard, where like, he just comes out gunshotted and they're always they always end up sat in the back of an ambulance with a blanket around them with a blanket around them yeah Yeah. and somebody comes over to them and says like are you saved my life today and he lights a bifter and goes it's all part of the job kid takes the blankets off and goes to a bar and people are very free to kind of mull into this crime scene yeah exactly Um, yeah and the wife is usually easily able to access access kind of through the police tape despite numerous Police officers being around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's, oh, well, no, no, she said it with such passion that she wants to get through. Yeah. We better let her through. But you know what? I mean, this is going, like, slightly... So anyway, it feel, it felt a bit like that towards the end, where you'd be like, no, no, there'd be... There was zero... How did you think? I didn't think that. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, I'm surprised you thought. No, yeah. I didn't think that at all. Like, there was zero red tape. It was just a case of, oh, well done. But speaking well of, done. like... As in, like, yeah, you got through that. Well done. Because there's a lot that that happens. Uh, yeah, I just I disagree very much. Okay, disagree. well, people should watch the palette. Yeah, no, in fact, I I think if you're into spooky films, I do think it's worth a watch. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. But it did what you just said. There's jogged a memory of something that I heard the other day. Apparently, there was a comedian going round about a decade ago, and he would call himself the comedy terrorist. Right, this isn't paranormal related. But it is to do with what you just said about, like, you know, in films, the wife can bypass, like, 12 police officers mm. just because she says, I'm his wife! Mm. And they go, okay. Um, he was known as the comedy terrorist because what he, he would do is he would go to a comedy event, find an opportunity to jump on stage, grab the mic and tell as many jokes as he could before being bundled out by security. Right. Anyway... Prince William was having a birthday party at Buckingham Palace, mm. right? He dre- and it was uh, like unbelievably. I seen the photos. It was like a colonial party. So come as a former con- colony that England had took over. Oh, that's tasteful. Yeah. So talk about appropriation. Like some of the photos of the guests were ridiculous. Oh, God. Like, you know, eating kids dressed as Zulu warriors, you know, things like this. 
Anyway. Oh my god! And I mean, he's he's about your age, isn't he? So this yeah, kind of must yeah. be like in recent. Well, I think maybe might have been his twenty first or something. Like that. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's still, irrelevant. Like, yeah, like, yeah. But anyway, we're so not talking like fifty years ago. Exactly. Yeah, but you can imagine the security. Anyway, um, he climbed over a wall dressed as Bin Laden, right, with a massive pubic wig. Right? Just the comedy kind of... terrorist. Oh, right. Right? And as he's walking through the gardens, it's secured to death. A security guard approaches him, right? And he just acts pissed, puts on a really posh voice, and goes, um, I just come out for a cigarette, walk through a door, I'm somehow here, and I can't find anyone. The guy laughs, walks him through six security checkpoints and gets him into the party, mm. right? Then William's apparently on stage giving a speech to say thank you to everyone for the party. He gets on stage, grabs the microphone off Will. William starts laughing because he doesn't recognise him because he's dressed as Bin Laden and wearing glasses, sunglasses. Um, and he thinks it's one of his mates from Eton, just like, ha, 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 And he starts telling jokes. And it took them about 15 minutes to realise. He's not with us. He, he shouldn't be here. And it's like, you know, like, just like the simplicity of the human mind to, to con someone. Yeah. To get in somewhere. With that level of security as well, they wouldn't expect that someone's just wandered through. So the yeah. one thing like, oh, if he's here, he must be with us. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean... The, it's hysterical just to think that you can just go oh, be drunk very posh and you'd be like come with us Bin Laden and um, yeah bizarre mm-hmm. anyway so um, my review 7.8 which I don't normally give out of 10 but two thumbs up to the forehead what would you give it out of 10 um, yeah I thought it was it was good I would give it an 8 um an eight for people who like scary films. Okay, well that's well, well that's the audience. Yeah. So there you go. That wraps up today's paranormal review. Paranormal review. I didn't expect that. I was about to press pause. Well, I thought we should just have a little like I don't know a jingle. Fair play. And that's the jingle done with. And now I'll press pause. <laughs> Okay, so it's my favourite time of the week where we get to discuss your true paranormal experiences. Now, this is a bit of a lie when I say this because we're going to discuss a paranormal experience that unbelievably happened to my brother. And we went to my nephew's 18th birthday bash yesterday, didn't we? Mm -hmm. My brother, who is about... Five, six years older than me. Yeah. Has never told me this in my life. <laughs> right? And considering you are a paranormal podcaster. Yeah. Never told me this in my life. He says, I'm, he just dropped into conversation. I must have told you about my time slip. Right? <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, now, Liverpool on Bowl Street is known for time slips. But he wasn't in Bold Street, he was on Renshaw Street. Now, Renshaw Street, weirdly, is where my my office is, mm. one of my offices. And, one um, of my offices. One of my many offices. And um, 
he was saying that a friend of his, when he came out and... Because he... Right. Let me just play you this first because I found it dead funny. Play what? Um, just our Paul talking. He said you couldn't record him. Yeah, exactly. But it's just him saying, no, you can't record me. Because I said, I want you to tell your story for the podcast. And he said no, so I tried to record it. So I recording anyway, tried to do it on the I slide. Tried to do it on the slide, so this is that. No one, no one hears this anyway, right. So anyway, my brother's just informed me that he's experienced a time slip. And he's now shaking his head, but I'm going to tell you all about it, don't worry. So that's, he was saying, but we're out for the England match, and then he noticed it was still recording. <laughs> no, turn that went, off. No, turn that off. So anyway, they went out for the England match, and they were in a pub called, known locally as the Big House, um, in Liverpool, which is on Renshaw Street. And he said he'd been out all day. He was pissed. But my argument to him is I've been pissed. I've been on benders. You know, we all have. I've never hallucinated to this extent. I might have thought I've seen someone and know. Do you know what I mean? But not to this extent. Anyway, he goes outside. I don't know why he doesn't smoke, but he goes outside. And he looks up and down the street and it's empty. This is a Friday night. And he looks up and down the street. England have just played, so it should have been booming. And this is a busy street. It leads to Lime Street and it's always rammed, isn't it? Renshaw yeah. Street. He looks up and down the street. Yeah, it's a key road into town. It's like where yeah. buses go and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Slime Street, St. George's Hall. He looks up and down the street. First thing he notices is it's empty. Second is that the lampposts aren't lampposts. They're gas-lit lamps, like candlelight lamps, like Victorian-era lamps. And then he notices the streets are cobbled, not tarmacked. Then he notices that there are shops across the road that are normally like two to three storeys high, are all two-storey, but mainly the top storey is a roof, like a house, and the bottom storey is the storefront. And he says he's looking round, and he's like, fucking hell is this? So he goes back into the pub. Oh, sorry, he says he looked through the window, and he could still see all of his mates and that, like dancing away. So he goes back into the pub, grabs one of his mates... And says, come and look at this. And when they come outside, hustle and bustle, everything's back to normal. Buses, people, you know. But all the people were apes. Why'd you have to do that? Do what? Absolutely throw in some bollocks to a good story. Sorry. This, this, why, this why I don't have your own, <laughs> other than Red Corner. Oh, no, it was funny. Well, what's the purpose of me being here, if not for charming and witty contributions such as that? Yeah, well, that was neither. I mean, it was a contribution, I gather. I grant you, even. You know, this way you're sticking to Reddit corners from now on. It is my speciality. It is your speciality. So anyway, it brings his mate out and everything's back to normal. And I was blown away. I was like, how? Like, you've seen me age six, like, with about five ghost books next to me, studying all this stuff. Like, what? I don't think it had happened then. No, no, I hadn't. But he's known the interest. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why has it took you till now <laughs> to share it? And and also, he's, but without being one of those people, and do you know what? He, do, he doesn't believe. He's not, you know, he's not as like me, is he? 
you know, paranormal wise or anything like that? No, no, that's all. It'd be like if Becca told you this story. That's how weird it would seem, and that's how weird it seemed. It was like you're talking about the time slip, but he reckons a mate that the mate that he brought outside believed him for one because of how like you know how he was conveying it. And his mate said, and this is what I'm going to try and look at for the paranormal Patreon on Sunday. His mate said that there is a triangle in Liverpool, a time slip triangle. Now, I've never heard of this. Time slip triangle? Yeah, and I've never heard of it. And I love it when I hear things that I've never heard of. Now, we know one of them is Bowl Street. Mm-hmm. And now we know coordinate two <laughs> is the big house in Renshaw Street. So, so which way does the triangle go? Which way does, does it the go, triangle go up to the bomb? Maybe it goes up to the Bondo Church. I think it's got to go up to the Bondo Church. It's the only thing I can think. Because going the other way, it'd be George's All, um, or, or Lord St. John's, Street, or maybe St. John's. So I'm going to have a look at what I'm going to do is I'm going to look in more detail at Liverpool time slips, and see because that might tell you. Do you know what I mean? If it's really? like. I was walking down Lord Street and all of a sudden, then it means it's the other way. But it's interesting that that it's a... Uh, you know when you get a story from somebody and you're absolutely... You're so flabbergasted <laughs> that, like... You're like, are you hearing this? <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I tried to record it, because I was like, I, I can't believe... I can't believe I'm 44. And you know... What I do for a living, <laughs> what I've done for a living for five years, <laughs> and and this is the first thing I'm hearing about the time slip. And he's also not the sort to bullshit. You know, if he had anything to say, you know, as if the conversation wasn't running dry for one, for two. I don't know. Like, if he wanted to make something up or start a conversation about something, it wouldn't be that, would it? No. no. And it was so specific. Like, each and every detail was, you know, when, some, when you can tell someone's trying to recall from a memory. It was so weird. So weird. So, anyway, there you go. What did you hear the story as I did? What did you make of it in terms of believability and stuff? Well, I was a bit more interested in my Bellini. Oh, okay. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, he was very, like, genuine. Like, very sincere. Oh, definitely. And and as you say, he's not, like, a, someone to kind of make up far-fetched things in any way and or yeah. like try and make stuff up to impress someone it's just not his character at all so yeah yeah because I, I, I literally said to, i said i'm gonna say it anyway i said but do you want to record it so that you can be heard by people and he was like no yeah he just presented it very matter of fact didn't he as you say he was like i must have told you this and you were like what like yeah. mind blown uh, but it was just very like yeah yeah no i, I saw this yeah yeah do you know one person I need to I need to get this recorder to me dad's and ask him about any ghost stories he has or has heard? Yeah. Um, because he does not believe the closest like my dad will shoot it down instantly. The closest I've got my dad to acknowledging anything paranormal is once when we were when I was li- when it was only me and him living there. Um I came in one day. And I think he was playing golf, and there was a blue washing basket. You know, it's very similar to the one we've got size wise, like one that you'd hold at your hip. Mm. Um, there was it was in the, the middle of the kitchen floor. And I was like, "What's that then?" And I put it back up on top of the washing machine where it was. Um, 
and then told me that about it about a week later. And he went, oh, okay. And about 10 minutes later, he went, hey, that just to say, that, that, that happened to me the other day. And I went, which? And he said, the washing machine wasn't on. He said, and I was just watching TV. And he heard something fall in the kitchen, and when I went out, that was on the floor. And the thing is, in my dad's house, it's not like the Joker's lair. It's not wonky anywhere. <laughs> um, you know, this was just like a round plastic um, washing basket sort of thing that was placed on a flat surface of the washing machine. You know, it, it takes physical force to move it. Uh, so that was very, but that's the closest he's ever come to acknowledging any sort of otherworldly presence. So you can, as I say, that's why we were doubly took took away when, or blown away when my brother starts saying, "I must have told you about me t- that time I went to the seventeen hundreds." It's like <laughs> what? No, you fucking didn't. But uh, yeah, there you go. So I think it's about time that we are headed to that corner that you own. About time. About bloody time. And um, you can tell us a delightful tale from Reddit. Lovely. See you there. See you there. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Ooh, spooky ookie ookie. Here we are in the dark, desolate and dingy yet beautiful and Lovely smelling and well kept Becca's Reddit Corner. Hello. Hello. And she's did Cockney Gabner. How have we got this far without mentioning Halloween? How was everyone's Halloween? Did you have a spooky time? Good point. What yes. did you do? Was it good? Was it, well, ours was good. We had one trick or treat. Yeah, so it was all prepared. We had this huge bowl of sweets and we. I even had a little witch's hat on a headband. Yeah, and so you Becca very rarely... To be honest, you very rarely look like a witch, but even that stupid little tiny witch's hat made you look like a witch. (laughs) Which stupid little tiny witch's hat. How disrespectful. (laughs) It was a stupid little tiny witch's hat. It was not a stupid little tiny witch's hat. It was? It was a headband? Yeah, you know, headbands, it would stay All right, well, you walk into a coven with one of them on us, how far are you get? Well, apparently I'd be all right, because oh, you didn't despite point, yeah. it. But it's like, point, yeah. well, well, better than no witch's hat. This is very true. Better a stupid little tiny witch's hat than no witch's hat at all. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> could you have even told me this on the night, or I'd have turned you into a frog? It's a good point. Mm. Well, then you could have kissed me and had a prince. Mm. Um, and we had a little display, didn't we? We had some ghost candles lit we did. in the window with... Yeah. Uh, some little mini ghost pumpkins. Yeah. They're called... I don't want to say munchkins, but I think that's what they're called. Munchkin pumpkins. Munchkin pumpkins. I think one was a munchkin pumpkin and the other is actually a ghost pumpkin. Ooh. And that's what it's called. Um, yeah, so we were all ready, ready and waiting. And one person. six o'clock, we'd have no one. Because I was kind of expect. I thought, we'll sit down and we'll watch our film at like seven. Yeah. Kind of do a little trick-or-treating first. I thought, I'll take the display out the window by seven. And six o'clock, we'd had no one. Um, half six, finally a knock on the door. And it was the same, only only the same one as yeah, we had last year. And there's two kids, very nice kids. And they don't really grasp the concept, do they? Because they give you sweets. No, they do grasp. It's a nice gesture. So the mum stands at the end of the path. 
Um, so they've got a little, I think it's a really nice gesture. It's not that they don't grasp the contents. I don't know why you'd be so, so uncharitable about this nicely, but they have, um, a little tub of sweets as well of like Cabri's heroes and when, and they give you one, which I, I yeah. think it's really nice. It I think cute. it's very it kind. Um, so, but because like we literally had this giant bowl, um, and he kind of like looked at it and she was like, I'll just, I'll take two if that's okay. And I was like, right, kids, here's what we're going to do. Get your hand out, on it outstretched, yeah. go in. And I was literally like, scoop, scoop, take all the take. They must have been made up coming here because they came away with like a, a load of stuff each. I was like, go, go, go. So they gave it. you an additional chocolate. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. She gave me more chocolate. And I was like, that's so kind. Thank you. And everyone thanks each other and everyone was very happy. Well, and it was all very lovely. Very lovely. But, um, it does sound very lovely. Yeah, maybe next year we literally just make up two little bags. <laughs> yeah, for them. Yeah. <laughs> just learn the names and just be like, that's yeah. for you and that's for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. you've you've chatted on so long about Halloween that um, you've locked your phone. But this well, is... I never thought you'd be complaining about someone chatting on so long about Halloween. Oh, she's got a point, ladies and gentlemen. She's got a point. my corner if you want to talk about Halloween. It's very true, I'm just a guest here. Yeah, I know. To adjust that attitude. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, yes. So we can we can crack on with a Reddit corner ghost story. Hooray! So, welcome to Becca's Reddit corner. Thank you. The title of this story is "My Haunted Apartment, Part One." Before it got super weird. Oh, uh, why no. didn't why didn't you find just part two when it got super weird? Would that not have been better? Because this is re- a recent, so part two must be yet to come. So maybe we'll find that next week. Maybe. Okay. Let's begin. Let's begin. I've been wanting to post this for a while, but I never have the time to type it out. This is about my apartment from around eight years ago. I moved in with my then boyfriend and my dog, and it should have been perfect. It was in a part of my city that was still affordable, but a bike ride away from everything. It was a first floor hardwood with a huge bedroom, dated bathroom, a great kitchen and an attached basement with laundry. It was a long house and the laundry room had attached ba- basement? What? Had attached basement? The laundry room had an attached basement. Well, it just it has an attached basement. It must be on, yeah. And the laundry room had an attached basement that had no lighting but went further back than you'd have any reason to go. For context, I'd been in places that had been haunted, in inverted commas, before, but had never experienced anything. I liked the idea of ghosts and would put myself in positions to see or feel something, but rarely had anything that couldn't be written off. But what, what, what positions there, like like um, downward-facing dog, stuff like that? Well, if you pipe down, you might well, find I'll out. Pipe down. I even worked in a theatre that the ghost hunters actually visited and had never seen anything there. So fast forward to us being moved in and having about three or four months of nothing. We came home from dinner one night and there was a tiny handprint on our pink velvet couch. No, immediately (laughs) fuck that right off. It almost looked like dust or something, but it was child size. Weird. We didn't have kids and all of our friends were also childless at the time. We just kind of moved the velvet around and wiped it off. I love the way they have to say, we didn't have kids. Like, (laughs) as if they'd say, um... At first, we thought it was our three-year-old who we let run ravage around the house while we went out, but, you know. About a week later, I was using the bathroom, and I heard, like, more than one child laughing. I hopped up and cleaned myself and ran to the living room, and nothing. No kids outside. 
it honestly sounded like an echo, but for sure in the living room, we would get these random puddles that formed out of nowhere. They weren't peeped from the dog and there were no leaks. One night we were in bed and the dog was at the foot of the bed. He's a hound, he's a husky slash hound mix, about a hundred pounds. I see the tip of his tail, like, look like it's being picked up, like picked up by the hairs, by fingers I couldn't see. And it just dropped. He started whining a little, his ears are back. Then his tail is yanked. He jumps up and runs like he's chasing something through the house and chases it to the basement door, which has a huge bar lock on it. No way. He's staring at the closed door, growling and snarling and spits flying out his mouth. The hair on his back standing up. I've never seen him this aggressive. He eventually calms down. Small stuff keeps happening. I find a tiny Lego in the middle of our living room floor upon waking up. Weird. I throw it in the garbage. The next day, I wake up and it's on the floor again. No. We took the trash out the night before. Uh, so it's not only come out from the bit, it's come out from the outside. Yeah. At one point, a jar of coloured pencils that are sitting at the top of the basement stairs are knocked over while the basement door is locked. I hear it and I open the door and all of the pencil a pencil points are pointing at the basement. What? Do you not understand that? No. So the basement so the basement has a door and on the other side of the door at the top what like on the floor was a pot of pencils. So whilst that door's been sh- so behind the door the pot has been knocked over. Right. Okay. But what what what's the point about all the points of the pencils were pointing at the basement? She means into the basement like the door fell in a certain way. Yeah, they're all going like pointing down to the basement. Oh. All of the pencil points are pointed at the base, like pointing down. Over. I have more stories about this place because it gets weirder, but I'll type them out a little later. This is really more of a two-part deal, but I'm intrigued to hear what people think. Tell me your thoughts before I take type out the climax of the activity and the steps we took. Oh, uh, we might that's need to, boss. We might need to monitor this as a part yeah, two. We'll definitely have to because the thing is, little pools of water is a sign of pulse. Well, poltergeist infestation. Is that because um, ghosts melt? No. It's because, well, according to one of the theories, is that if there's some sort of negative energies in the house, they can create these tiny, imperceptible, obviously, balls of energy that bounce around the house. Now, when a negative spirit is in the house... Like a naughty kid, it sees these balls and just starts kicking them about. Therefore, when one of them bursts, they leave a little pool of water. Or, if ghosts are little things of cold air, that could react with the warm air in the home and they make like a, a little cloud, cloud <laughs> and then and, and then like it rains. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... But I was going to say they should get a camera in so they can see what's going on. But by the sounds of it, they've done stuff. Well, they did take steps. They we took don't know steps. What. We don't know what the steps are. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much doubt it includes clouds or anything that we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. But hopefully they will find the time to type it up for next week. And I sounded like the um, the detective from the Pink Panther cartoons then. Not the detective, the Aardvark. The Aardvark? Yeah, I don't remember the Aardvark. The Aardvark who used to speak like this. 
Hopefully by the end of next week, I'll have found enough money so I can pay for the bills. I'm a not fuck, I eat ants. And they don't give me no ants. So I just eat the ants in the sand. That's how you talk. I think it's New York. I'm not sure. Thanks for anyway. that. On that god awful accent. Um, well, there was one comment. Oh, okay. Um, a very, a very helpful and insightful comment. Oh, good. That it says, "My thoughts are you had something going on for sure." Fucking <laughs> the, the nature of what exactly remains to be seen, and then poor traumatized puppers. So they brought it back a bit. But what, what use is that as a comment? Oh, yeah, yeah. I tell, tell you what I think. Something's going on there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> It's like me saying to our Paul, you know what? You know what it sounds like? What? A time slip? And they're going, yeah, I don't know. No, but I'm saying it this time, so it's got more gravitas. <laughs> anyway, back at, thank you for joining me for what has been an interesting look into the paranormal with you. Very interesting. Very interesting, Commander. And until next time, tatty bye. Bye, guys.